Hey everyone, welcome to the Gate Alliance Church. We're so glad you could join us for this week's podcast. If you have any questions or want to learn how you can be more engaged in our church, check us out online at thegatechurch.ca. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's podcast. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Gate Church Online. We are glad you are here today worshiping with us once again. Hey, it's great to be able to bring today's message to you. And today's message is Jesus, the light of the world. So let's begin. We're going to begin this morning by getting right into God's word. Would you open with me to John chapter one, verses one to five. And if you've got a Bible app, grab that. Grab your Bible if you're at home. If you're on the bus, open your Bible app. Let's dig into God's word, starting at John 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, before all time, was the word Christ, and the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came through existence through him, and without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines on in the darkness, and the darkness did not understand it or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and is unreceptive to it. And then we're going to be continuing in verse 10 to 14. In John chapter 1, verse 10 to 14, we read, He, Christ, was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, that which belonged to him, his world, his creation, his possession, and those who were in his own people, the Jewish nation, did not receive and welcome him. But to as many as did receive and welcome him, he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. That is, to those who believe in, adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name, who were born not of blood, which is natural conception, nor of the will of the flesh, physical impulse, nor of the will of man, that of natural father, but of God. That is a divine and supernatural birth. They are born of God, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Amen? Well, amen. Those words should stir you up as they do me. Why? Because it's God's word speaking directly to you. So I firmly believe that each and every Sunday as we come together to be equipped to worship in song, as we sing with our voices, and as we hear God's word spoken through the sermon, we grow in our faith. And as we open ourselves to become more like Christ, we change our world. And today, my prayer is that the word spoken will be an encouragement to you and that today's message will stretch you outside of your comfort zone so that you and I become a little less like me and a little less like you and we become a whole lot more like Jesus. My heart's desire is that you pursue Christ in your every days, your every ways, and your every things. Because when you are fully devoted to Christ, when you are focused on living the way in which Jesus demonstrated and taught us to live, when this is your life and how you live your life, your lived out life brings glory to God in your home, in your workplace, and in your community, and in our city. And with that, I have a question for you. Are you ready for today's message? 
I know I am. Let's get started. We read in John chapter one, verse 13, that as followers of Jesus, we are children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. You, you are a child of God. Does that not just do something to you when you hear that? Tell you what, you know, I suspect there's some here today listening and you're not completely sure about these words. And that's okay because your doubt does not make it any less truth than the full truth that it is. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Say that. Say that aloud wherever you are right now. I am a child of God. And what I want to do is have you throughout today, whatever day that is that you're listening, but throughout this day, repeat those words aloud to yourself. I am a child of God and see what that does to your spirit. Now, before our new birth, our being born again, because of and through Christ, we were separated from God and doing our own thing, which was living life without any spiritual sense, uh, without the realization of spiritual consequences for our actions. We were separated from God, which means we were not hearing or listening to God. And while we lived in this manner, we had no desire to serve God or to hear his voice. So that's being disconnected from God. And in our foolish living, we were too foolish to realize that we were lost. We were in darkness. Aren't you thankful, as I am, that Jesus came to us? His birth split time in two. And his light has made a way for us all to be reconciled into right relationship with our heavenly father. Thank you, Jesus. Now we read a lot about light and darkness in the scriptures. In fact, we're going to look at that today, but let's take a quick look. We're going to start right at Genesis, the first book of the Bible, right from the start. We read this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And now, hey, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the whole Bible yet, we're going to read directly from the last book of the Bible, Revelation, and read from the very last chapter in chapter 22, verse 5, we read this. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. Now, there's a whole lot that goes on between those two selections from the start to the finish. The, the Holy Bible makes mention of both light and darkness from start to finish that the word starts with let there be light and ends with light forever and ever light and darkness. They are intertwined through the scriptures and as well through the stories in which we write, through the songs in which we sing, the movies that get created, the poems that we pen and so on. In that, Darkness is most often associated with evil, so doom and gloom or being lost. And we can find this in many verses throughout the scriptures, such as Proverbs 4.19. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. 
In 1 John chapter 2, verse 11, but anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. And then Jesus made reference to the darkness in reference to hell in Matthew chapter 22, verse 13. He said, then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now I can hear some of you thinking to yourselves, why is he talking about the darkness? This is supposed to be a message on light, that Jesus is the light. And yes, you are right to think that, but we need to be mindful. We need to remind ourselves of the fact that while we are children of God, while we reflect the light of Christ through living our lives, abiding in Christ, we need to know that the darkness is just as real as a light. And since the beginning of time, they have coexisted. So how is darkness defined in our lives today? Well, simply darkness is the absence of light, but think about acts of terrorism or violence done to others and things like mass shootings. Uh, the neglect of caring for those providing life's basic needs. Think about the abuse of the innocent and the deaths of those that have been brought to light recently within our own country of Canada regarding the residential schools overseen by the Catholic Church. When religious men and women who desired to represent God's light were tempted to do things, dark things that brought harm and even death to others, they yielded to the temptation of darkness, deep darkness. In John chapter 3, verse 19, we read, But people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. And then in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, we read, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. How many here have been tempted? How many of you have been tempted by the darkness? Being tempted to sin. You've been tempted to do something contrary to the Lord's teachings and possibly to deliberately choose not to follow his ways. And I don't want you to raise your hand, but the fact is I know your hand is most likely up. In fact, both hands. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I have many times, too many times in my life, made poor choices, bad decisions that unfortunately resulted in me deliberately and intentionally sinning against my Lord, against my Savior and my King. Now, I suspect there are some of you here today listening that you could say the same thing. And we say this to that, but God, amen. We can't bury our heads in the sand and not acknowledge that darkness is among us for it is present. It is very real and make no mistake. This battle of light and darkness is all around us and it is even fought within each one of us. And then there is also the darkness that we associate with grief and sadness and despair, feelings of being lost or unloved. Now, if you're unclear of what this darkness is about, I suggest you read or reread the book of Job. 25% of all the mentions of darker darkness in the Old Testament is found in this single book of the Bible. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where it felt dark? You felt alone, though you were surrounded by others? Possibly you experienced a, a great loss of a loved one, a broken relationship, an opportunity that you thought was yours and then it disappeared. The fact is 
We have all at some point in our lives experienced darkness. We have all been there. We've done that. And we've left that souvenir t-shirt right where it needs to be. Keep it there. How do people get through life without Jesus? I don't know. In my life, my eyes and ears and whole being have been open to a relationship with Christ. I, I do not know how those that do not know him as Lord and Savior can make it through a single day, let alone through the darkness that is in this world and that enters our lives at times. For those that wrote of God before Christ, we find in their writings that they had all they had and they held on to was their faith in God. And we read in Psalm 28, 18, you, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. And in Micah chapter seven, verse eight, we read, do not gloat over me, my enemy, though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. And again, in the book of Psalm chapter 27, verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? By these words, we read, they trusted in their God. No matter the situation, no matter the circumstances, they knew that darkness was around them. They did not deny that darkness exists. They did not ignore the darkness. They embraced the darkness and said, come on, darkness. You think you've got me? My God turns you into his light. You think you kicked me down? I stand strong because of my God. You think you can fill me with fear? The Lord is my light, my salvation, my everything. Fear has no place here. Amen. In John chapter 8, verse 12, we read this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What an amazing promise from our Lord. Whoever follows Jesus will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Amen. That is worth tuning in today for. If you heard those words, let them resonate within you. We continue reading in John chapter 11, verse 9 to 10. Anyone who walks in the daytime does not stumble because he sees by the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because there is no light in him. And this is Christmas. We celebrate Jesus, our Savior, our Sanctifier, our Healer, our coming King. We celebrate Jesus, the light of the world, coming to us. We celebrate this time of year, not because of a, a tree or bells or tinsel or, or presents. Those things have become part of uh, how we culturally celebrate this time of year. Today's message is a reminder to me, to you, to, to us all, that Christmas is a celebration of God's light piercing our darkness, that his light comes to us to enlighten us. You can walk in his light and not stumble, for we have the light of Christ in our lives. A Christmas message could be that God came to us to save us from ourselves. As I've shared previously, I'm not who I was. I'm a new creation in Christ. The old has passed and the new has come. And my life is not my own, and your life is not your own. We are to walk in his light and are to take his light into the world. 
The Holy Spirit whispered to me this past week, my word for 2022. Now, each year I, I ask God for a word, a, a single word. And this past year's word for 2021 was amplify. The previous year was serve. God knows I'm simple. And all I need is a single word from him to keep moving forward. Despite my circumstances or situations, I can always recall that one word and get clarity for what it is I'm called to. And ahead of schedule this year, I received my word for 2022. My word is illuminate. Now, a lot can be read into this word. And I, I know throughout the year, the Lord's going to reveal more to me by his Holy Spirit uh, what it is that I need to be hearing through the single word. Now, we defined darkness earlier as the absence of light, but the light is a little different to define because the smallest amount of light can change the greatest amount of darkness. Think on that. Just as natural light breaks unnatural darkness, so spiritual light breaks spiritual darkness. Now, sadly, some people would rather stay in the darkness of a broken relationship with God rather than seek his light. And that is the sinful nature that lives in us. You know what? I'd rather walk that way than do what God wants. Do you know that 90% of all violent crimes happen after the sun goes down? Well, because darkness conceals what people are doing. Spiritual light breaks spiritual darkness. I shared my word with you because we are all to illuminate Christ through us. There is a week left before we celebrate Christmas Day, our, our Lord's birth and coming to save us all. How is the Holy Spirit prompting you to shine his light? I said at the beginning of this message that I would challenge you to go outside your comfort zone. I know some of you were going, oh, is he going to get to that? Yes, I finally got to it. Outside of your comfort zone. And that would be the things that you're, you're comfortable doing, right? I'm okay to do this thing or that thing. I'll do anything but that thing. And that's what I'm getting at today. That thing. You know what that thing is? You know what your thing is. You know how I know you have a thing? Because I have a thing. And the fact is, I have several that things, as I'm sure you do too. Well, that thing is the thing or things that the, the actions, the deeds, the gestures, and so on, that you are constantly being prompted to do, but you don't do. You brush it off as anything else other than being prompted by God. You know what? It was last night's pizza. I ain't doing that. That can't be God's voice. He wouldn't ask me to do anything I don't want to do. Seriously, I'm not qualified, right? I don't have the training. I don't have a degree. It's not who I am. It's not my blood. All these things. Can I be straight with you today? Our excuses are just that. Excuses. Remember what we said earlier? I had you say, I am a child of God. Those words alone should be enough to cast your excuses away and allow God to work in you and through you so that his name, the name of Jesus, be lifted high and that he be glorified. For it's not in our own abilities, the strengths or, our, or even our passions, but it's because of walking in the light of our Lord.
When we say yes to Jesus, when we get out of our own way and we allow the Holy Spirit to function in our lives, when we are fully surrendered to God, when we abide in the vine of Christ, we move from being in darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, we read this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the ex- excellencies, the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And then we read in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Live as those who are native born to the light for the fruit, the effect, the result of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Okay. That's been our warm up this morning, getting you ready for today's equipping session, because that's why we come to church. So there are three points from First John chapter one, verses five to 10, that we're going to be equipped with today. And here are all three at once. Know, walk, and be. Know the light, walk in the light, be the light. Let's read First John chapter one, verse five to 10. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and Forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. And let's read verse six again. It said, if we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, we read, No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he is born of God. We who are in the light do not go on sinning because we are born of God. That's not to say, folks, we won't sin. That is to say, though, we choose not to sin. And instead, we choose holiness to be like Christ in all we do when you're with others and when you are alone by yourself. Have you met a stranger before and you just knew that they knew Jesus? I know I have. And they didn't have to say a single word, right? I've met people who I could tell you live this way. There's something about how they handle themselves, how they treat others, how they live their life as if it's not their own. This is to know the light, to recognize the light of God active in others. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, we read, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. In John chapter 8, verse 12, we read, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, when you walk in the light of God, you cannot hide in darkness, nor why would you want to? 
You cannot play hide and seek with God. His light reveals what is in your darkness and the things that God wants out of your life. In James chapter one, verse 17, we read, every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Many Christians are not enjoying fellowship with God because, well, we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to work when he reveals things in our life. When his light reveals the things we, we think we can hide from God, we do nothing. We hold on to these things instead of releasing them. We lie to ourselves and we believe the lies that we've told ourselves. We know it's wrong and yet we do nothing. We know our relationship is not right. Our walk with the Lord is not what it once was, not what it has been or what it should be. And God has revealed it to us. But the sad truth is we haven't responded to his still small voice. And most often when we are not in right relationship with Jesus, it also affects our other relationships with one another. And we find ourselves not in fellowship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we're not walking with God and when we're not in fellowship with others, we find it uncomfortable being at church and, and hearing his word because we've allowed the lies that we've told ourselves to contradict God's word because his word and our plans, our ways, our thoughts, they don't line up. After all, when we do not walk with God, life becomes all about me, my ways, and all that I want. Think about it from the very beginning. Why was Adam and Eve uncomfortable when God called out to them in the garden? They were playing hide and seek with God, except God knew all along where they were and what they had done. God asked them, where are you? Because he knew that in order for them to come back into a right relationship with him, they needed to confess to him what they had done. Are you longing to restore your relationship with God the way that you once had it? encourage you to talk with him, confess, repent, and begin to walk with him. Walking with God means walking in his presence and allowing the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Walking with God means all things are possible. Walking with God means you can endure through trials and situations because of Christ in you. Walking with God means you are the light of Christ to shine in a dark world that needs a savior, that needs Jesus. And walking with God means that your life demonstrates that there is a God that cares for all people and that he desires to walk with them too. The world doesn't experience this kind of relationship. And there is no one or anything that they can compare it to. And so they think that it is impossible and unattainable. Your walk, walking with God, not only is for your sake, but for the sake of others around you, for those that you come into contact with. You know, does your walk line up with your talk? When people are watching you live out your life, do they see that you're walking with Jesus? And finally, be the light. As you walk in the light, be the light. So how can I be the light? Well, first of all, you need to let your light shine. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16, we read this. 
You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When you walk in the light and be the light, this is the power of God in you. Our role is to be reflectors of our Lord Jesus. The sun, it's the source of our natural light and the moon, it reflects this light from the sun to the earth. In the same way, Jesus is our source of light and we reflect his light to those around us. So how do we reflect his light? Well, do we go up to someone and say, hi, my name's David. I'm a Christian. You should be one too. I don't think that's going to be very effective. Most likely not at all. See, Jesus is the light of the world and we reflect his light through our living out our faith. The fact is people around you want to see a sermon before they listen to one. How can you be the light? Be you, the you that God created you to be and abide in the vine, abide in Jesus. We read in John chapter 15, verses five to eight. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And what is that fruit Jesus is speaking about? Well, we find that in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 26. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. When you are walking in his light, when you are being the light, the supernatural fruit that God produces in you is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's not a single thing that you can do in your own strength or abilities to create any of these on your own. Fruit production is God at work in you when you walk in his light so that you can be the light shining for all to see and pointing hours, hours. Did I say hours pointing hours to Jesus and only because of our Lord in our lives? Can we walk or even be? I tell you that all churches should be full at capacity, bursting at the walls and ready to explode in growth. If, if. We, the called, the followers of Jesus are living in a way that our Lord taught us and demonstrated. If we are walking and being, then this cycle of knowing, walking and being will continue as others come to know Jesus in their lives. This morning, as we close, we're going to be taking communion together. And as we do, you will see on the screen Three phrases that I'm inviting you to say to the Lord, either aloud to yourself or whisper and think on these. Lord, I want to know your light. Lord, I want to walk in your light. Lord, I want to be your light to a world that needs Jesus.
Now, if you're listening to this message and you've never asked Jesus to enter your life, I want you to know he is ready and waiting to do just that. It's an act of faith on your part, confessing that you're a sinner, repenting and asking God to forgive your sins and accepting that Jesus died as your savior so that you may have everlasting life in heaven and live an abundant life here and now on earth. And if you're already a follower of Jesus, speak with the Lord about your relationship. Continue to walk in the light. More of Jesus, less of us. And choose to not walk in darkness. Less of us and less of our ways. Jesus came to us and is with us now. Our Emmanuel, God with us. He came and showed us God's compassion for the sick. To offer God's mercy to sinners and to teach by his words and example how to live as children of the light. Jesus grew from a baby to a man and taught about the kingdom of God. He healed the sick. He cast down demons. He forgave sinners. In Christ's death, he gave of himself, withholding nothing back. He demonstrated God's love by and through his resurrection on the third day as he rose from the grave and Jesus defeated darkness. He conquered evil, hate, sin, and death and delivered us to his light of hope and the promise of eternal life with him. Let's remember our Lord's birth, death, and resurrection as we take communion together this morning. As we take together, let's take a moment in some silent prayer and ask the Lord to to show to us, to reveal to us through his Holy Spirit in us. If there is anything that offends his heart in us, in our hearts, and if there is, that he would reveal that to us and that we would ask for forgiveness. Let's take that few moments. From 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 to 26, we read, The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread and do in remembrance of our Lord. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's partake. Jesus came to us 
as a baby in the flesh, the word of God incarnate. God's desire to be known, to be heard by us and made flesh. Jesus is the light of the world. And so I pray and invite you to pray with me that for all who have ears to hear this message, his word, that we accept his light and reflect his light this Christmas and each and every day as we live our lives. This morning, we're going to finish singing Joy to the World, which I think is the most befitting carol that we could sing. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. Amen. Let's close in prayer before we join in worship together. Jesus, we trust in you. Be our light. Fill us with your light. Grant us your hope. Help us to walk in your light, to to share your light, to live your light, and to give your light. Use us, Lord, we pray, to push back the darkness. May we honor you, Lord, in the lives we live, and that your name would be glorified. The name of Jesus, name above all names, King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord, as you continue to do an amazing work in each of our lives. We praise you. Lord, have your way in us and use us to bring glory to your name. We pray and ask in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We make these messages available to give you a window into our church, but also an open gate for you to join in with our community. Our Sunday service is at 10 a.m. And we look forward to seeing you soon. And know that there is a place for you at The Gate. Please remember to visit thegatechurch.ca for more 